0: This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. Did you see the story going around that uh, Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, was MIA for a couple of weeks, I guess, for some kind of surgery or medical procedure or something like that. But the big story is that this guy's MIA for two weeks, like the highest-ranking guy in the military or whatever the heck he is, some schlub. I don't trust any of these guys. I don't think we need any of it. He disappears for two weeks. Ah, What did you think? This guy is worthless, sucking down probably a half a million dollars a year in salary and benefits and security and transportation and office support staff. Guy disappears for two weeks. Nobody even knows he's gone. I got an idea. Why don't you just cut it for two years and see what happens? Tell him to take his fat, soft fingers and get the hell out. We got better things to do. We've got better places to go with our money. You don't want to show up for work. You don't want to let anybody know. How is it that a guy who's supposed to be this close to the president and supposedly the president didn't even know he has gone? Biden's huh? like, <laughs> who's Lloyd Austin? This is our government. All this money being spent, all these resources, what are you going to do? Well, they bring that up for comedic relief, mostly. Bunch of worthless government officials, really. And I mean, the problem is, who do you blame at this point, right? What, are we going to pick on poor Lloyd Austin? The distinguished black man filling the role? No, we can't do that. Not as white people. No, no, no. Nope. Going to have to find another way to attack the problem. I know. How about more diversity? Maybe that's what we need. That should be the solution to the problem. What do we do about a lazy black Secretary of Defense? Diversify, of course. That would be the answer. What other answer could there be? Climate change. But it's a little hard to tie that. Well, maybe he got sick due to climate change. Nobody even asks if the guy's okay. That's another telltale sign. Nobody the guy comes back in Jamaica M-M-M, nobody's like, "Oh my goodness, were you okay?" Nope. <laughs> Whatever. I'm a little groggy this morning. Sunday morning, 08:30 here. I didn't wake up till 7. What does that tell you? I was tired. I don't usually sleep in that late. I had a good workout yesterday. I was a little beat up, you know. I, I pushed myself a little bit. It's a good feeling. I slept in a little bit, didn't set my alarm. I was like, wow, it's cloudy here. The big big snowstorm coming in. Did you hear about this in the northeast? The big nor'easter coming through. I think we got about a half inch. They had to salt the road. So, oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Cars sliding around. Yeah, right. It's called winter. Anyway, I'm a little groggy this morning. Maybe not in the best of moods. I'll tell you a part of it. I got the new Arnold Schwarzenegger book, I don't know, Seven Habits to Change Your Life or whatever he's peddling. My wife got it for me for Christmas. And sadly, I'm disappointed. Sorry, Arnold, I think you lost your mojo. Horrible, really. I can't believe a guy that, that has this kind of background, this kind of, uh, of history in his life, and this is what he's produced. Well, let me get a little further into it. Maybe I have something different to say. I don't find anything of substance or of entertainment value, quite frankly. Just seems to be kind of poorly written, kind of low energy, nothing new, nothing unique. Wow. Sorry, Arnold. I don't know what to tell you. I bought the book. I've been following you. I don't know. I don't know what happens. Maybe it's the low T. Maybe he used up all his testosterone when he was younger. Now he's just becoming a little more feminine. I don't know. Wouldn't that be something if he came out? What would he call himself? Annette? I don't think I could handle it. I think I think I might that might even push me over the edge at this point. One other thing I want to mention: I got a big story for you here. By the way, I am kind of messing around, getting started, warming up, loosening up a little bit. I got a big, big story for you about my buddy Steve. You just stay tuned. Oh, did the timing of this play in nicely? It played in nicely. Anyway, before we get to that, as I told you at the beginning of the year, I start off. I try to take good care of myself. Some people say. Ah. Everybody had a criticism to make, right? I just try to share what works for me. I wasn't asking for feedback. I'm doing great. Without even really trying very hard, I dropped 10 pounds this week. Honest to goodness, like this time, like usually I go come back to the beginning of the year. This year I started a little early, actually, a little before New Year's. I was getting back at it. And, you know, I always stay physical. It's just a matter of a little more discipline with nutrition. You can't really exercise away bad habits, especially as you get older, And that was proven true for me this year. I was working hard, man, and putting on weight at the same time, not happily. And then the holidays came, as you know, you know the whole story. So I'm back at it. Well, anyway, this year I decided instead of going full bore, all cleanse, all natural, blah, 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 I was going to go like 80%. You know, I had some potatoes the other day and. I haven't had any candy or any junk or anything like that. I'm not getting too crazy. A little fruit I normally wouldn't have at this phase of this. Anyway, I just decided I wasn't going to be quite as tough. with drop 10 pounds in a week anyway. And oddly enough, uh, I'll move off of this with this point, but uh, I've uh, one of the things, if you've heard me talk about getting in shape, which I've done a million times, uh, getting into ketosis has been painfully hard for me for some reason. This time around, no trouble at all. Freaking me out a little bit. Crazy. Um, anyway, I blame, I credit that in large portion to um, to being able to shed that kind of weight that quickly because it's only water weight. Listen, i want to tell you something. Ten pounds off, I feel a lot better all around. That water weight, there's another word for it. It's called inflammation. It's not healthy. It's absolutely good to get rid of it. Workouts are progressing. I'll keep you posted on all that. My goal is to motivate you as best I can. Get out there and do something. Do a little walking. Drop down, do a push-up. Can't do a push-up, do it on the hood of your truck. Pull up, same, dead hang, anything. Can't do the full movement, do a partial. Can't do 10, do 5. Do something, get moving, which ties in burst perfectly with the theme of my story. Do something, damn it. Friday ends up being a busy day for me. you got to hear this. This is remarkable. I can't believe I'm sitting here telling you the story. Friday was a busy day for me. It was running. I got this storm coming in. I got to make sure the snowblower is ready. I got to check the generator. And uh, I knew it was all going to fizzle out. But the thing is, we kind of got to be ready anyway. Because if you don't, you could get stuck, right? Well, I don't want to get stuck. and I got to move the vehicles around and this and that. So I took care of all that. Planned on having a little fire Friday night, which I did. Anyway, get a text around 10 o'clock in the morning. I'm running. It might have been earlier. I'm running. It's my buddy Steve. He says, Hey, I was going to stop by today if you're around. Text him. I'm running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. See you later. So um, I get a call from him around 1500, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm driving. I'm on my way back home. And a little later than I had planned to begin with, I had hoped to have the firewood loaded and stacked by three, but that wasn't happening. Uh, either way, it was fine. I, mean, I can move firewood in the dark. It's not a big deal if I get back a little. It was, it was about 3 o'clock. I wasn't expecting to hear from him so early. The phone rings. He says, uh, hey, are you home? No, I'm on my way now. What's going on? He says, I can't make it. I'm not going to be able to make it over there. I said, what's going on? I could tell he's in a little bit of a, a um, you know, a, a frenzy on this. What's the matter? I'm thinking there's a family emergency. He says, ah, Joe Biden is going down to Montgomery County Community College. And he says, I'm going to go down to protest. And I kind of, um, I don't want to say I laughed it off or dismissed it, but I said, okay. You know, I, didn't really, I, mean, I was taken off guard by this. And I mean, what was I going to do? I'm driving. He's going to a protest. This is not a conversation that I have every day. And uh, my initial thought was, And should I be going down there with him? I didn't even know Joe Biden was coming down to the college down here. I could go on and on about this. He was down at Valley Forge. I'd like to go down to Valley Forge and have a chat with him. And then he's going to stand there in one of the the big public areas. I want to take him down back in the woods over the ridge where the public can't get to, where all the gravestones are, the revolutionary soldiers that died fighting there. Maybe Joe and I could have a little one off conversation about that. I'd be interested to see what he'd had to say. Anyway. Uh, funky Joe Biden, you know, he stammers around on Valley Forge, declaring Civil War at Valley Forge, basically. Trump is a threat to our democracy. Where's this threat to our democracy coming from? Who's the real threat to democracy? It's Biden. They're the ones that want to take down democracy. They're the ones that want to transform, quote, democracy into something else. Already are, quite frankly. You tell me who the threat to democracy is. Well, then he's going to surprise us with a visit to the community college, but it really wasn't even announced or made possible. I didn't even know, right? This is amazing. The, the President of the United States is coming to our community college, and I don't even know. Anyway, I'm busy running around. My buddy sends me this information. He's going down. I get home like 15, 20 minutes later, and I'm processing all this. I'm like, I, I should probably get over there with him. And I'm looking at the time, and you know now the traffic is picking up, and uh, the college is, uh, you know, it's a couple of five, six miles away, on the um, other other side of uh, the the river there, the creek. Oh, my buddy lives right there, uh, right across the street behind the college. And uh, just to give you an idea who this guy is, he was my neighbor years ago, and we lived in town, and he moved out down to um, the, the same town with the community he got a beautiful piece of property down there he grew up back there anyway he was my neighbor for a long time we became friends he's an army veteran I'm going to give you a little more details about that but that's key to remember an army veteran one man taking action taking initiative not afraid one man that's all this story is about well, there was others involved, but it was only one person that was taking action. Here is a guy, five years active duty United States Army, five years college educated with a bachelor's degree, specializing in the medical field. Guy's a worker. Him and his family all oh, work, work, work. It's just one of the, you know the old Germans, work, work, work. He's been paying taxes since he's fourteen years old. Has the Social Security records to prove it. But now, this country, after the Great Reset with this schmuck in the White House, this Communist Democrat Party, paints this American patriot, my friend, as a MAGA terrorist, a threat to democracy. Oh, he's a threat. We're a threat. I'm beginning to realize what this is. He's seen enough with the attack on the Constitution. What Oh, this is what I was talking about. I didn't talk to him about it. Remember the podcast I did last week? What did I say? It's not time for peace. It's time for change. I sent it to him after this. I said After I heard about all this, I said, i got to send you this podcast. This is unbelievable. But it wasn't me. Don't give me credit for it. I told you in that podcast, there's a lot of veterans that are thinking the same way. That they want to shut down the military. I understand now. I understand the concern. I understand why Fat Miley with his little soft hands was probably stuffing his fat face with cheddar cheese every night so he could swole up and get ready to go hide in a corner somewhere. He better be scared. We're pissed. They want to paint us as angry maggot terrorist. Go ahead. I don't give a crap anymore. I wear it like a badge. Maybe I get a tattoo. MAGA Maggot terrorist. All of us have seen enough of the attack on our Constitution, the attack on white people, the attack on our military, the attack on our police, the attack on everything that's good about this country. We're tired of the Uniparty. A perfect example. Where the hell was the... He goes out there. Here comes the, the, the president. There was a Hamas protester. I'm going to tell you more about this. It's a crazy freaking story. What went on down there? I don't know if I'm done talking about it. You know me. I like to make waves every once in a while. Now might be the damn time. I'm going to be down the radio station next week. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about that, too. Don't you worry. Everybody wants, oh, the big crazy guy. Oh, you have no idea what's brewing down here. Absolutely no idea. We're fed up. And my buddy Steve made his voice heard loudly, peacefully, and disruptively. Oh, there's a good equation there. Loudly, peacefully, and disruptively proudly patriot, has never unsworn the oath that he took in 1981. What did I tell you in that podcast? We all take the same damn oath and it doesn't expire. Do you understand that? You want to talk about a threat to democracy? That's a declaration of war. You're going to leave off our president, our choice, and tell us to shut up and sit down and call us the threat to democracy. I got news for you. Don't expect us to take it sitting down. This is what I was talking about, veterans who take their oath seriously. Is this what we call a threat to democracy? The very protectors of democracy? This is why I say that these filthy, lying Democrats and filthy pig rhinos who are nothing more than communists in Republican suits, don't ever forget that, they're the threat to democracy. We've protected the democracy. Why I've told you this is like the Bolshevik Revolution under Stalin. They did the same thing. The, The Russian warriors who valiantly fought against the Nazis, they came back and they threw them in the gulag. I'm not going to sit back and let that happen to my fellow veterans. I'm going to tell you right now. We will not sit down quietly. That's a promise. And all this talk, I got more to come for you for the week teed up. I hope we can get to it all. But I got this video of this black Trump supporter tied up with the January, I forget the guy's name. I'll get it for you. They have the arrest of him. And um, I um, you know, kind of admire what this guy's doing and so forth. But the way he's handling the FBI, listen, you, you can't go out there and act like a big tough guy. And then when the police or the FBI come, what are you thinking of me for? You got to handle everything with strength and pick your damn path. You should, I'll play it for you. He's acting like a little schoolgirl. I'm so tired of seeing it. I don't want to see any more schoolgirl crap. If you're a man, start acting like it. Maybe that will be the beginning of the ending of the transgender bull. That men just start actually acting like men for a change. Not going to sit there while my daughter gets stabbed at the train station. Not going to sit there and, I don't know what to do. I'll tell you what to do. So let me tell you the story what my buddy Steve did. So Biden's coming down to the college. No notice, no... I'm sure there was somewhere, but it wasn't well-known. He goes down there. He's got his Trump hat on, trench coat, driving a truck. Let's go Brandon all over the back of it, right? Oh, yeah. Scary stuff. Scare Pickup truck. You know what that means? That means MAGA terrorist, right? (laughs) So he goes down there. And all he had was a, uh, a a metal pan, and a piece of metal to bang on it, and his own voice. God, I gotta tell you, I wish I would have went the hell down there. Damn it, damn it! I wish I would have went down there. He goes down there, and talk one guy. He got this thing, and bam, 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 and then they got and he's you know F Joe Biden or let's go, Brandon, back and forth. And then the Hamas protesters, they're doing their chant, and he's slipping in his own punchline louder than them. And then these two Hamas pigs or whatever they are, the guys, the sympathizers, two big burly guys are going to come up and start muscle on my butt. I wish I would have been there. Oh, it would have gotten ugly quick. Oh, Yeah. I would have kicked them right in their testicles. I would have sent those testicles down to Philadelphia where they belong. Don't you come out here. Don't you come down to our county and think you're going to play this crap and we're going to sit there and do nothing. You know, I'll tell you something else that happened. This is how bad it is here. My buddy says, where the hell was the Republicans? Not one. He was by himself. My little buddy. <laughs> He's like five foot eight. 145 pounds, soaking wet. He wasn't intimidated. Like, I'm damn right, I'm going to get out there and exercise my rights. What good is the Constitution that you don't defend? What good are rights that you don't exercise? Unbelievable to me. One guy, damn it! If we had just a little bit of organization, you know, all these little tactics. How difficult would it have been to organize a group of 20 or 30 people and block traffic to prevent the president from even getting there? Easy peasy with a little organization. And you go ahead and tune in, your little FBI and Secret Service. We're going to play by the same rules. The same rules. You got it. Whatever rules you want, we'll do it. I don't know, what if I accidentally dropped the, uh, you know, there's an emergency that came up. I don't know, accidents happen. Car crashes, fuel spills, block roadways. Boo-hoo, Biden. Go the hell home. Get out. How about these Hamas thugs? How is it that they're piping in this filth, this trash? Who's behind that? Who's paying for it? They're going to bring it down to our county. Get the hell out. That's what we're telling you. Same thing down in Philadelphia. What are they doing? This new mayor, you got to get the hell out. People aren't putting up with it. Damn it. Why aren't more people doing what Steve did? Peaceful, disruptive, and loud. Tell me what law that breaks. Go ahead. None. It's our right, it's our duty. And we need to get louder and more disruptive. That's what needs to happen. You want to have your riots down in your little in your little polluted shitholes? Go ahead. We're going to shut down the president, this fake, phony president. Get the hell out. All you communists, the Islamic Brotherhood, I'm telling you now, get out while you can. Because time's ticking and I'm not playing. Don't you think for a second that the millions of patriots in this country are going to sit back and accept this? The promise that we made has not been forgotten. We have not withdrawn that, and we won't. And I'm going to be talking more and more about it. I'm going to get to get to that. Let me calm down, shall we? I don't like to be a blowhard. I don't like to. What what good does it make, right? Geez, get my blood pressure up. My brother Steve, God bless you, brother. You're a freaking hero. I've known Steve for many years now, 25 years. His son is an army officer, currently serving active duty. We're at Texas, right? Um, he's got a young son. His his son is active duty military. Our kids grew up together. His kids are just a couple. He's a couple years older than me, so naturally our kids are a couple. His kids are a couple years older. Well, his daughter's a lot older. I had my daughter late in life. But it's very ironic that his son, both our sons, have ended up active duty military. And the other ironic thing is our daughters could practically be twins. It's really uncanny. He's got a beautiful daughter. My daughter's beautiful. They look like twin sisters. It's it's hilarious. His daughter's getting married. We'll look forward to the wedding. This guy's busy, man. He's got a property to take care of. He's getting ready to retire. He's running a business. He's leaving, leaving the office. You know what his staff told him? Just don't get on the news, Steve. God bless you, brother. More people need to do the same. Show up for your town meetings, state meetings. No, no, no! Damn it! Hell no! Let people know if you pull this crap, we're not going to play nice with you. Period. You're going to break the law. You're going to you're going to defile the Constitution. You're going to misrepresent us. We're not going to be nice about it. <clears throat> and here's another newsflash for you, little loony liberals. When you little, you little, uh, worthless commies, I'm not a pacifist and a lot of people aren't either. I never said I was never said I was don't forget that we're not preaching. When have I ever preached pacifism? When have I ever preached? Turn the other cheek. You never heard those terms come out of my mouth. Maybe it's time that we start talking about revenge. Is that the conversation that we need to have? Is that what people need to hear? When do we rightfully extract our revenge for what happened three years ago? When does that come? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'd be nervous, too. I'd be nervous, too, if I was on the other end, that I had wasted all this money, perverted the Constitution, and pissed off 10 million veterans. I'd be a little nervous, too. Yeah, I'd be scared to death. I'd be trying everything. Ooh, 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 climate change. Yeah, you can keep your climate change. The weather's been great down here. All right. Whew. What did I say? The, I get myself worked into a frenzy. It gets a little bit to back down. You should have seen my buddy on Friday night. You think I get worked up. I said, you got to listen to this podcast. I was, It was funny to me. I was the calm one. He's carrying on. I'm like, yeah, yeah, protest, test, No, it's a big deal. Nothing to be taken lightly. It takes a little bit of effort. There you go. There's the, a little bit. What do we do? How about a little bit of effort? What do we do? I don't know. A little bit of effort. You can do it. Figure it out. You know, it's funny. I thought about this the other day. I don't know if I mentioned on the podcast. My father, boy, he could be a real stone-cold prick sometimes. Uh, he didn't mind saying it like it was. You He was the best thing for me. I remember I was say, figure it out. I oh, used to get pissed when he would say that. You know what is the best thing he ever told me? Figure it out on your own. sit here to solve all your problems for you. you figure it out. Millions of years people walked this planet, thousands of years, whatever you want to believe. It's been a long time either way. People, you know, rolling around in caves, they figured it out. You can figure it out too. <laughs> oh, God bless us, right? All right, let's switch gears here. Dog gone. That's the way to start a Monday. All right, I got some big news going on here. I released this uh, little tidbit on Friday about the radio show, and there's been a lot of development since then. Um, I want to be a little careful with the overlap because I don't want you to get bored. I'm anxious to release it. and I'm going to get you the links to it, the new book and everything. Let me give you a little update on it. This is huge, guys. I'm going to be on the radio. My radio debut will be January 15th, 2024, WWDB, Philadelphia, I'll get you all the information. It absolutely will go out on the Internet. You'll be able to listen to it once it's posted, and you'll get to listen to it. The uh, name of the radio show is going to be Project Chaos. Project Chaos. This is a a podcast that's going to be uh, of interest for veterans, military, people interested in war stories, veteran stories, what it means to be a warrior, the warrior mindset information for veterans we're gonna I'm planning to have a ton of, of interviews with with veterans real people who have served not that you know not all not all of the celebrity status I get a little bit of that I got a couple of big names um, some politicians people serving in office but um, interest I'm gonna be a little selective about who I let in uh, and I'm gonna just tell you this radio show we're gonna do a little bit differently I, I, this came out of nowhere I'm gonna tell you the whole story I'll walk you through it but uh, I'm beginning to draw boundaries already for it. No, we're not going to be. I shouldn't say no. I don't. I don't want, I'm, I'm still just working on this, finding my 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 path on all this. But we're not doing the social media, the big tech, and the, the censoring. If the producer comes to me and says there's a problem with the content, then we'll leave. We'll leave. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand the rules. We have to abide by the FCC, and I respect the station. I respect the ownership. I respect the producer. Producer, and I will. I also respect my own reputation. And I'm not going to go down there. This is a a dream opportunity. I'm certainly not going to go down there with the intention of causing trouble. Don't get me wrong. But I have my principles, and they they don't bend. And I'm just saying, I'm not going to get into a fight with them. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. I expect it will. I expect it will. I expect we'll be able to operate within those boundaries. But we're going to tell the truth. That's what I'm getting at. It's going to be the truth. It's going to be real. It's going to be authentic. And sometimes that means it's going to be a little messy. Do you get that? I can tell you, after mentioning this little tidbit on Friday, and just a small circle of people I brought up to, the interest level is bonkers, bonkers. I want to just tell you that this story a little bit, and I might tell it a few times because it means a lot to me. I grew up as a kid listening to WWDB talk radio. That is what generated my, my older brother, Ted, to turn, turn me on to it. I'm hoping to talk to him today. He turned me on to that station. I got addicted to it as a kid. I loved it. That's where I developed my passion for oration, listening to those guys on this very radio station. And I guess somewhere in the back of my mind, I always thought someday I would do it. Um, I got to start the podcast six years ago. It was kind of my way of jumping. That was my, my first big thing. And it's been six years of getting my butt kicked, quite frankly, from the shadow band. You understand why I'm so angry? all the work I've put into this podcast. I never st- sacrificed my principles. I didn't do it. You know, when Facebook screwed me over, I did, sayonara, adios, amigos. I don't need it. I will not be reliant. I will not be beholden to Cluckerberg, Amazon, none of this. You want to do it, that's up to you. Anyway, I had an opportunity last year maybe, or the year within the last year, to have a a shared radio show, really. I was invited. I don't want to get too into the details. Uh, I really wanted to do it. I initially said yes. Then as I got into the details, I realized that I couldn't. And it was really hard for me to say that. You know, I just wanted anything to get into radio. I would have practically done anything. But I'm a man of principle. And I'm, I'm not at a point in my life where I can make foolish decisions. I passed it up. And I kind of gave up. I said, you know what? I, I, just, I, I, I learned. I got, I got plugged into it. it was kind of like running for office. I got plugged into it. And once I got the details, I thought, yeah, I don't think this is for me. And I gave up on the radio. And I think it affected me more than I know. And to get that text on my birthday to say, hey, this slot is available if you want it. And just to tell you what happened, this is a crazy story to me. I'll tell you real quickly. Years ago, probably eight years ago, before the podcast, I knew that this oration, I played I played around with stand-up comedy, I did it for a year, had a ton of fun, said, eh, it's not what I want to be doing, why, it wasn't meaningful enough to me, somehow uh, I come to the conclusion I was involved in it. I was a director of a youth football league. You may have heard of it, Upward Sports, uh, Christ-centered sports programs. Phenomenal. I could go on on about it. Gave me a lot of opportunities to speak and motivate current children, the adults, the coaches. I loved it. After my divorce, I had to step down from that. And I think I needed something to, to fill that void, right? And um, just a passion that I had. Got into the podcast, and here's where I've you know displayed that passion. However, as you may know, that I also go and I do different speaking engagements. Not a lot, but pretty regularly I'm up speaking about something or another. Motivational stuff, leadership, sometimes political, sometimes veterans. I don't know, about a year or two ago I was at a big event, black tie event. I was fortunate enough to sit at the head table. Uh, I was with Mike Flynn, General Flynn, if you know that. And at that, I gave the the veterans speech. It was phenomenal. You've probably heard me give a similar talk. The content of it doesn't really change. And the, the crowd went crazy. It was very a lot, a lot of army there. It was very interesting as a marine to do that. Anyway, my buddy Stan, my, my, when I was in Toastmasters learning how to speak, I met a guy named Brian. Um, and he had a a hypnosis clinic here outside of Philadelphia. He advertised on the radio. That's how he got his business in. He spent a lot of money on radio ads. Naturally, we get invited down to these VIP events. I get to know Brian at Toastmasters, just trying to become a better public speaker. And I get to know this guy, Brian. We develop a bit of a friendship. I tell him about my passion for radio. He says, oh, I can help you with that. And he's the one that got me plugged in. He took me down to a couple different stations, these big events. I get to bump elbows with people. Next thing you know, I meet my buddy Stan. Next thing you know, he hears what I have to say. He, hears, he sees my books. The books had credibility, right? So I say I'm an author. I have a people say, "Oh, now I'm adding a radio station to that." This is huge. It was all from personal connections that came about from people seeing me speak. Brian saw me speaking at Toastmasters. Heard what I had to say. Stan and Don heard me talking. Um, uh, the producer there at WWDB. Um, was also there in the audience that night. Heard me give that speech. He's heard me talk at different times, and that's what led to this. Got on my birthday. That text came through. Couldn't be. It's going to be WWDB Philadelphia. I'll get you the, all the information. I'm going to send out an email very soon. A long time coming. Very excited. The very first show, January 15, 2024. Mind of a warrior. You don't want to miss it. It will be the opening debut. I'll get you the links out. We're going to have interviews with incredible, incredible veterans. We'll discuss our oath and the Constitution. We'll talk about famous battles, war stories, military updates, things that would be of interest, I think, not just to the military, but the greater public at large, even just to see how the military thinks and responds to things because there's a difference, and we have an advantage in that regard. Now, let me just say this. Um, And A couple people have asked me already about, support, sponsoring the, this show, uh, advertising on the show? And the short answer is yes. <laughs> uh, this game is going to change. And, um, you know, I've never sold anything on the podcast. I don't advertise on the podcast. And I never really ask for any support of anything of my own. I have pushed my books out occasionally, but and I've referred to other things that I get paid nothing for. But the bottom line is um, the book sales that we get um, currently, cover the costs for the podcast and uh, maybe a couple extra shekels, and that's good. But we're about to cross a big corner in all that to where the money coming in from book sales is not going to cover the cost of the radio endeavor and this latest book endeavor, which I want to put out a little bit differently. And we're now quickly into, uh, you know going to be bumping into five figures here before we know it. The cost is going to grow quickly. And to date, I'm fronting all that personally. Now, I didn't see this coming. I haven't even really fully set up. I mentioned this to a few people close to me. And I'll tell you, I cannot tell you the degree that it, what it means to me personally. People close to me saying, hey, Chris, I'm going to support you with this. The message, the meaning, and what we're trying to do with it, And to have people say, I mean, people coming out of the woodwork with ideas, and I I think that we'll be able to easily raise the money that we need to bring the resources into this project to grow it. And I don't even want to talk about the growth in the future right now. All I want to talk about is the first radio show. That message and, and getting it out to people, to veterans specifically. If you'd like to stay updated on all this, and you're not already on my email list, I don't email much. Uh, So if you've signed up in the past and your email hasn't changed, you're still on there. Like I said, I'm going to be sending out an email here very, very soon about a couple of different things. But the radio show is going to be a big part of it. And I'm excited to get that out. But if you haven't already, sign up for my email list at ChristopherScottShow.com. Just click sign up. And you can always email me at info at ChristopherScottShow.com. Project Chaos. Project Chaos. WWDB Philadelphia coming to you January fifteenth, 2024. It's coming up quick. You don't want to miss it. I can't tell you how excited I am. I feel so good about the message, and we'll get more into it as time goes on. We will, I promise you. But um, I just this, what what the, the, the message of the of the book uh, victory over chaos and that theme. I mean let me just put it to you this way. And I should have said this. And you see everything going on. The disinformation campaign is in full freaking swing. It's not even the end of the first week of January. What did they say already? Jobs report. Better than expected. How stupid are people? They've been saying that since Biden's been in office. Now, I believe it, by the way. I do. I think because people are retiring and they need replacements in. Probably a big part of it. Probably a big part of why industry is pushing for this illegal immigration. I can see it everywhere you go. I told the story it was two years ago. Now the guys came to replace my um, my well pump tank, the pressure tank, whatever you call that, and the the bladder had gone bad, and we were ready for a whole new tank. And we we replumbed it with PEX, and you know did all the newest latest stuff, new valves, and I put a, uh, a filter in. It's all great, new filter in, you know, new filter assembly. Anyway, the guys that came to do it, uh, you have to go through the studio here to get to the pump room. And then he saw my my hometown hero banner and my Marine Corps photo. And he said, Oh, you were in the Marine Corps. He said, I was Navy. And I didn't, the guy looked young to me. It was amazing. He's like, he says, Yeah, I'm 70. Wow. He says, Yeah, because uh, we're not going to be able to do this much longer, and nobody's coming in to replace us. Like, you're not going to be able to get service on well pumps and, and wells. You're going to be pulling people in from from long distances to get in to come in and help with that. Now what do you do? Connect to the public water supply, I guess. So I don't know if this is what's driving a lot of this so-called job growth, but I don't think it's real growth at all. The point is that there's a lot of disinformation already started, right? Oh, the economy, well, after... Oh, suddenly after New Year's, you know what? The economy's bouncing back great. Peace on earth. Everything's fine. I saw uh, South Korea supposedly firing artillery at North Korea. What happened? That Trump was in office, there was a peace. Now all of a sudden there's not. Well, I can tell you why. Because these vile, evil people, this is what they do. They stir up division and create problems. There's no leadership. That's why there's no peace. But my point to you is, as you see all this going on, are we peaceful or not? Are things good or things bad? They want you confused. Listen to me. This is why the theme of chaos is so important. The world is getting more and more chaotic. I'm telling you, as a combat veteran, somebody who's been through what you could call the ultimate chaos— you know, if you think that war is this idea of everybody lining up and pew pew bang bang, okay, retreat reload, okay, back up. Beep. No, 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 no. It's all random, crazy. You never know which way it's going, which way it's uh, uh, gonna go, which which when you're gonna get hit from. That's that's where the shell shot. You're on edge, like a rat in, a, in a, you know, one of those shocking mazes. You go the wrong way. It's crazy. We were trained to deal with that. We learned to effectively deal with it. And I want to remind people, it takes focus, maintaining your bearing. Focused on what? On what the goal ahead is. I don't care about the jobs report. It means nothing to me. Here's a link right here. The soul-numbing numbers of America's decline let me see who wrote this here. This was a mainstream, the Washington Examiner, a left-leaning paper. Well, who's responsible for spending all this money that's leading to America's decline? It's not the budget, haw- not the conservative budget hawks. It's the rhinos and the commie liberals. This week, the Treasury Department announced America's national debt crossed thirty-four trillion for the first time. U.S. Debt clock. I should just bring it up for uh, every podcast. I remember I was tracking. I said it's going to go over $34 trillion. Yeah, look at that. Just blew past $34 trillion. These numbers, they just keep going. I mean, you can if you go to usdebtclock.org, it's like an out-of-control electric meter over here, all this spending. People can't even relate to the numbers. Has the United States become too big to fail? Is it time to break it up into truly independent states? I would say so. I want to leave you with this little story as a little bit of a tie-in back to the radio show and the message. Wayne Wayne LaPierre resigns as the NRA leader days before the start of a civil trial. I really wasn't following this corruption in the NRA. Republicans, you could say. How disheartening. The, the, The main block between the the main protection of the Second Amendment was the money that we funneled into the NRA. People willingly did to protect that Second Amendment and they wasted it. I was told Ollie North went in to straighten it out, complained about where all the money was going and they 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 squeezed them out. Oliver North is a Marine. I'm a Marine. Maybe we'll get him on the radio show to talk about it. But here's my point. And here's what I'm hoping to do with the radio show. And why? I don't want to be beholden to anybody. I don't want to be hog stringed from anything. I want to be able to viciously, viciously go after the truth and viciously provide the leadership that this country needs. How do we get the NRA straightened out? Maybe Ali North can help us. I don't know enough about it but who knows, maybe this little radio show and this big mouth down here outside of Philadelphia can get something done about it. I'm not making any promises. All I'm telling you is we got a great momentum, and we got to keep it up. If you can, if you're not already, please sign up for my email list. I'd love to hear uh, uh, what you think about the radio show. If you know it's a little bit hard here with the way the podcast goes out nationally, this radio show will be more or less be to a local market, so we'd be looking for more local businesses to advertise and support that. Uh, but if you know of any, I'd be thrilled to start that process. I'm not ready to take any money just to be ready, just to be upfront with you. I don't even know what I'm doing yet. I got to write the check first and we're going to be, I guess, setting up some kind of a, a business around this that I really don't even have any knowledge of. There's a little part I missed in, the, in the, tr- the six years of training I just went through. Uh, but we need to get it done, all right? And I'm upfront about everything. So there's a cost to being down there. I got to get down there. It's going to be a big time commitment, more so than the podcast. There's money with the production. There's going to have to be advertising, administrative costs, the book, the promotion of that. All this stuff requires resources to do. So we'll see where all that goes. Oh, lastly, I almost forgot. How could I forget? In terms of support, I am looking for veterans that would like to come on the radio show. You could be anywhere in the country. We're going to be 1,600 Mondays, WWDB. We'll have a call-in number. I'll get that. And, uh, you know, I could send anybody anywhere around the country you'd be able to call in, and I could interview on your radio show. If you're a veteran and you have an interesting story or some interesting stories, I would like to talk to you, all right? If you have an interest in coming on the radio and sharing how you feel about these things that I've talked about, wars and the Constitution and what's going on with our military, our oath, I want to talk to you about it. So if you're a veteran, you know a veteran, please you can email me at info at ChristopherScottShow.com. It's not too early. The first few radio shows are going to be packed up. We're going to have a full schedule. But um, I want to get these things lined up in advance. It's going to be very, very important. I said to my friend last night, uh, my good brother Michael, who I should have mentioned, here's a here's an uncanny thing for you. Ready for this? Listen to this. It'll freak you out. If you're, if you're spiritual, tell me God didn't have his hand in this. This radio show, the content, the opportunity, has gotten so kicked around, right? And I just felt God speaking to me, and just be patient, be patient. And on my birthday, I get this text, what are the chances? And then the, for the content of that show, this whole uh, Project Chaos is born out of my new book, Victory Over Chaos, the Battle of kofji U.S. Marines Battle of Kafji. It's an incredible book. That book, as you know, if you've been listening, my brother Michael, who went to Paris Island with me back in July, whenever it was, heard me speak another theme, and he said, You got to write that down. And I said, No, I'm not reading any more books. But he's the one that encouraged this. He's the one that was the spark that got this Project Chaos going. All of a sudden, my voice, it matured somehow. I don't know how to explain it to you. But here's what I wanted to say to you. The text comes through on my birthday. The radio show is yours. The opening debut for the radio show is on his birthday. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. There's a lot of great things going on. I do believe God has his hand and Let's hope that's the case. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. Make it a great day.